So we are buying something that has some sort of proof of concept that we know that if we add our flavor and strategy into that we can scale this thing. Welcome to the Built in Public Podcast, folks. We're back with episode number 10. 10. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about some fun stuff. We've been doing a bunch of boring newsletter, email monetization, AOV optimization. This is for sure the most fun topic to talk about that we've talked about in at least the last five weeks, probably. Um, Maybe ever. So this is the most interesting thing I've ever said before. You will never hear something more interesting than this podcast episode. And if you enjoy what you hear today, make sure you subscribe, like the show, follow us on our socials. We post a bunch of stuff that's interesting and relevant to what we're doing in the podcast. You'll dig it if you like what we were talking about. And right now, well, Mason, let me ask you a question. Would you rather start from the back of the herd or the middle of the pack? You know... I think I'd rather start from the middle of the pack. That's right. Now, why do so many people start from the back of the herd? Because they're just dumb. Wow. <laughs> it's brutal, dude. No, for real, though. We're uh, Episode 10, we're talking about buying a brand on Flippa. Um, Flippa is a business Flippa, marketplace. Micro Acquire. Similar to Micro Acquire. There's uh, Empire Flippers. There's uh, several other sites out there that sell uh, online businesses. Flippa in my opinion, might be the largest. Um, they seem to get the most brands that are not all above like 5 million in terms of like what it would cost to purchase them. There's some of the other higher end ones only get those type of brands. But for us, where we're at, we were looking to acquire something in the 10K to 30K range. Um, someone who's already started a brand, someone who has a product, then the product looks really high quality. We were specifically looking in the pet niche. Um, we've probably been looking for over a year now. Um, we've thought about potentially purchasing a pet content site and adding e-commerce to it uh, because that was kind of all that was available was pet content sites. There were very few e-commerce we sites. We reached out to a product developer to try to do some kind of like joint venture <laughs> with him and that completely fell through because he didn't trust these two guys that he didn't know at all, which totally makes sense, but um, it's a bummer. And so we've been definitely interested in getting into the pet e-com space for a while now. At the agency we used to be at, I saw firsthand experience with my minimal media buying experience at that time, how easy it is to sell pet products online. We were selling cat toys and, you know, making an ROI on those cat toys. And so just, you know, as we developed as marketers, as we've been doing these different businesses, we acquired cannabis tutorials that we've talked about before through Flippa. We run Smoke Honest, which is uh, selling cannabis accessories. We own and run a bartending site. So we do a lot of business in kind of more taboo areas, which are harder to advertise. We've also you know, done things in the crypto space. So crypto, alcohol, and weed. We've done everything but porn, essentially. So we uh, thought- Dating and porn is the only <laughs> yeah. like vice we need to add in, tobacco. Yes. Yeah, so, so we haven't, the internet hasn't liked the businesses we've run. So we've had the desire to get into the pet space for a while now. Based on our experience, also, we are, um, you know, we are pet lovers. That sounds weird. We're pet. That does sound weird. It sounds a little creepy. We're, Is there a pedophilia term for pet? Petophilia. Like, petophilia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, pet, pets is just something, right? People buy themselves products, um, but 
for pets, people will spend double, triple on their pet than they will on themselves, right? Yep. If I'm looking at a if a uh, if I'm looking at a t-shirt and it's going to cost me fifty bucks, and then I look at a dog leash and it's going to cost me fifty bucks, typically I would say let's buy my dog that, and I'll ditch. I'll ditch the t-shirt and keep my current t-shirts. So yeah, if I know that I can feed like even with food, if I know if I, that I can feed my dog better and it'll save him an extra year on his life, I'll do that. I'll spend whatever, 20 bucks extra bag or something. Oh yeah. But for Bryce, Bryce's dog has got issues too. Me? I mean, my lunch I'm planning on having today is walnuts and that's it. Yeah. Bry, Bryce's dog eats, Bry, Bryce's dog today is eating a T-bone with mashed potatoes. Actually, it's not good for him. So <laughs> he's strictly on a salmon diet. No, but in all, in all seriousness, pets is an interesting space, kind of similar to what I would say is like babies, kids, and toddlers too. And that people will overspend on products and overspend on high quality products to make sure that their pet or child has the best that they can possibly have. We've heard this, there, there's a, you know, we listen to a podcast called My First Million, a guest that they've had on there a few times, Ramon, Man, Ramon Van Meer started, or he bought a site off Flippa that was selling wiener dog ramps and scaled that to eight, eight, eight figure brand. So similar, obviously that this is pet brands. This is a, all slightly different products. Obviously um, we're a- attacking the high high-end leash, collar, and pet toy market. So, and we're starting from one instead of zero to one, right? We have the products, we have a brand, uh, we have photography. A lot is already there. Really what we're jumping into is, is getting traffic right away. And again, the reason why we wanted to start from one instead of zero, um, it would have saved us the acquisition cost of the business, right? Uh, but we would have no domain, no domain authority, no product development, no product, no marketing material. There's all these things that we're missing, which if you don't have the funds to acquire those, then you do have to start from zero and do all that. But you have to start from zero, do all that, and then have no confidence whether or not you'll actually be able to sell this online, where the flip side of that is we are acquiring a business that's already been selling online. So we are buying something that has some sort of proof of concept that we know that if we add our flavor and strategy into that we can scale this thing. So that is kind of like the reasoning, you know, we wanted to enter in pets. Why didn't we start from zero? That's why, because we're afforded the ability to not have to, and we want to, you know, it it really suits us a lot better too, right? We're not uh, product designers. We're not mechanical mm-hmm. engineers. It's really difficult to source good, high-quality products, and it can cost a lot of money to source, run through samples, redesigns, etc. It could easily take 15k to do that. So instead, we're doing, you know, we're just buying the brand straight up. All right. Uh, Due diligence. Yeah, so this is... This might be a little bit boring. Yeah, you might be saying like, oh, okay, great. I have money. Let me go buy a business. There's no way I can get burned, right? People that sell stuff online (laughs) are totally honest. Well, you would be wrong. What's come with, I think, my experience in marketing and digital marketing the last like half decade has been a very pessimistic attitude to how things are pushed. Like I see an ad, I think it's scammy. I see people selling something. I think what's your edge. That's just my personality. And so coming into these people selling their businesses online, you immediately think, oh, if this was a successful business, why are you selling it? Devil's advocate. Yes. Devil's advocate for sure. Glass half full when you're analyzing some of these businesses. It's very important, like Mason's saying, to do your due diligence because if you don't, you're going to be down whatever 10, 20, 30K on a business that might be failing and you're SOL. Yeah. And 
uh, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do um, in terms of due diligence. There's also companies you can pay and people that you can pay that are, you know, consistent mm-hmm. website flippers um, to do that due diligence. But just some quick things that we go over, right? Getting access to Google Analytics is maybe the most important thing right off the bat. Huge. Right. You have to see whether Google, what Google thinks of this site. How does it rank? What's the actual traffic numbers? It doesn't matter what they tell you it is. What does Google say it is? Yeah, um, there's been so many times where we're looking at a business and it's like their page views are pretty low. And then you go back four months or even a year and the page views are 10x of what it was. Yeah. So something happened Google to the business. Google just killed the site. Yeah. So obviously, you know, there's a few other things. We use Ahrefs a lot um, to kind of deeper analyze a lot of the search stuff. Um, and then competitors, right? You have to be looking at competitors. How much are they moving? See if you can find actual data from those competitors. Did that CEO do a podcast? Did he reveal some insider information on how much they're selling, revenue numbers, anything like that, right? If you can find competitors that are approximately priced the same and have similar products, you can get a good head start. Yeah, competitors inclusive of Amazon too. Yeah. Like did this person's unique thing totally get cannibalized by Amazon selling at half the price and that's why they're not successful anymore. And go through the competitive reviews. Look at what their customers are <laughs> complaining about, right? If you hit one star, you'll see all the complaints about that brand and kind of, you know, you can build a lot and formulate your brand around those complaints. Um, the other thing which is something Ramon always says is is does the brand you're buying solve a problem that has to be solved, right? That, I think, is one thing we didn't hit on with this acquisition. I don't think it needs to happen, though. No, I don't think it needs to. This is like his framework for what he would buy Mm. is it has to solve a problem that has to be solved. So, for example, a wiener dog cannot get on the couch without hurting its back. Therefore, he has to have a ramp to get on the couch. Wrong. Wiener dog can get picked up and put on the couch. Okay. Correct. Checkmate, Ramon. Moving on. Um, All right. So that's kind of like what you need to be thinking of and doing going into the acquisition of one of these businesses. We talked about how we are doing it with this new acquisition. What is that acquisition? It's this company called Adventure Dogs. Like Mason said, it's high quality leashes and dog dog wear, I guess. What would you say? Dog supplies? Dog supplies. It's treat bags. It's uh, leashes, collars, dog toys. um, And almost all of it is made out of USA materials. Uh, Climbing rope, which is, you know, the strongest quality rope that you really can go out there and buy. Um, So... Yeah, it took us a few months to find this one. Like he was saying, we came across content sites that uh, we were thinking maybe this has enough traffic for it to be interesting to us to just throw up a shop on top of it and leverage some of the SEO. But some of the traffic was around weird categories or pages that wouldn't really convert well. We talked to this other company called Zany's Pet Shop, which is just a massive like Walmart of it looked like a 90s website of just um, random dog toys. Kind of dog junk. Yeah, I'd like put that in. Um, and the supply chain was a mess. Um, there, there was just there was a lot of supply issues. Brand. The brand products looked Marketing's really shitty. A mess. Um, we also, you know, we've tested suppliers in China uh, during this process to see could they compete mm-hmm. in any like near sense with uh, these USA made products. So um, that went horribly wrong. My samples, every single one, got ripped up within a day um, from all the Chinese suppliers. And, you know, basically it went back to that. By a dog, not by us. By a dog. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. I did not chew the dog. We tested the product audience. <laughs> if you can get free testing for your product audience, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and then we came across Adventure Dogs. And so this is a guy that the interesting thing about it is he's based out of Austria. 
Austria, Germany area. I think it's Austria. Austria, yeah. Um, why this is extremely interesting to me, I guess, again, because I think there's a, from what we've been able to have with communications with the seller through Zoom calls, seems like he's selling it for a good reason and not because the business is failing and he's seems somewhat burnt out on the business. Like he just wants to get into training dogs now, doesn't actually want to grow and scale an e-com product-based company. Yeah, I think you mentioned like one of his... Uh... You know, in your, in, your, in your listing, it's like, you know, your mistakes of, of running the company so far and that he, he hired his two best friends, you know, help him with the company and that there was some bad blood there and he had to move on. And so he's becoming a dog trainer um, and we are gladly taking over. Yeah, which business. is great. So what's the, what are we buying? We're buying a well-made, well-designed product, a website that does a decent amount of traffic. I think it was around like 700 page views a month or something. Yeah. It's like 10 to 12 SKUs, product SKUs. Yeah, at its height with what the company was selling in six figures, it's because of paid media acquisition and the uh, ROI on that from the data we saw made this attractive to us. Um, he has a ton of high quality photography. Really, there wasn't a ton of bad in this acquisition. You know, the good is the high quality. Again, all the you know the numbers behind it. What was bad is the domain. Not is a dot me. Yeah, there's a few things. The domain is a dot me. The traffic history is all built up in Austria and Germany. Mm-hmm. The product. Yeah, this isn't really an SEO play, which is different for us. Yeah, which is honestly better for us. Our background is, is paid acquisition. Mm-hmm. We're not SEO experts. Um, and then there's also like the actual manufacturing is we're not getting a finished product right now. It's it's we do have some assembly, some manufacturing that is to have has to be done by hand. So we have to now figure out. You know, hopefully we're going to do it in the U.S., uh, but we have to now figure out how that's going to actually happen. Um, moving that whole supply chain over from Austria back to the U.S. And the pricing is more expensive as well. That comes with the quality. So yeah. that's more of like a challenge to us is being able to convey that quality online to justify the higher pricing. But that is another thing to know where there are cheaper comparatives. Um from what we've tested, the, there isn't you know a one-to-one comparative with quality. So we yeah. have people beat there. It's just being able to actually prove that. Yeah, I'd even say like if you're thinking how much more, I think we are 10x more in cost than the cheapest toys and leashes. So you could go out and buy a leash for six bucks for your dog. Our leash is going to cost $75. So uh, a huge increase. Um, but it's premium. We're going to back with a lifetime warranty. There's some other things that we'll touch on. Yeah. So at this point through the discovery, we're sitting here with not a yes or a no decision. It's not a, it's not a complete like, oh, look at this idiot. Why is he selling this thing? Let's buy it immediately. And it's also not a, wow, this is a complete, you know, dumpster fire. Let's get out of here. We don't want to entertain it. So why did we move forward? Again, we're sitting with quality products, quality imagery, a good brand, but higher costs, uh, literally foreign company that we're acquiring and, you know, no previous experience with them pets. So those are the things that were kind of, well, kind of experience, but no like owned experience. Yeah. So th- those are the scales that we're balancing here to figure it out. So we turn to numbers, um, numbers which data don't lie, Rashid Wallace. <laughs> so what we did, we had- Is that really Rashid? <laughs> no, he says ball don't lie. <laughs> he just got hired to be an assistant coach. Really? Lakers just hired him. Oh, that's, that's epic. The no. Lakers are officially back. I feel like Sheed and LeBron, it's not a good mix. 
It'll be interesting. Um, yeah. Data don't lie. So we had access to a lot of this guy's information that he shared to us for the acquisition, uh, including Google Analytics, Shopify data, even their Facebook ads. So we had an understanding of how many units of each SKU they were moving over the last year, the page traffic volume they were getting last year, how many sales came from paid uh, mediums versus organic mediums, cost of all the products. So we kind of projected all of this out, inclusive of the acquisition cost of the company and what it would cost to start fulfilling some of these products. And based on our projections, what did we target for like a break even on our acquisition cost? Four and a half months post acquisition to break even. Yeah. Um, again, that's inclusive of the paid acquisition of the company, the paid acquisition of new customers, the payment of supp- the supply chain, essentially yeah. the product fulfillment, everything soup to nuts. Yeah. A four and a half month break even on all costs. Yeah, I think a key thing here is is looking at the customer acquisition cost and making sure you're getting valid data for that. Going into their Facebook business manager made, you know, a, a huge difference. We were able to pull real data and 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 insert it into our charts. Yeah, that's another and thing is like, like smell bullshit. If someone's telling you yeah. they're doing a 2x ROI, they're likely not, right? Because why the hell would you want to get out of that business? Um, they'll tell you numbers and they'll usually be an average or an aggregate of when things were going really well. Um, make sure you're looking at more recency with data. Again, there's this was the case here, or maybe he just didn't understand his numbers well enough. But I think he, I think he first mentioned he was getting four x return on ad spend. Yeah, which is like there's no way, and there was no way. Yeah, that was not true. <laughs> yeah. So and so we made more conservative estimations, and how I like to do things too is like. Uh, is great, good, and bad. So with your projection models, so how are things going to look if it goes amazing? How are things going to look if it goes probably pretty much to plan? And then how are things going to look if it goes horribly? Have those three projection models in mind and then be able to stomach if things go really bad, how it will turn out essentially. And after doing all that, again, looking at the four and a half month break even is you know great. Essentially, if we could turn this thing profitable within the first year. It's to amazing. Us, Most businesses sell for 36X your monthly profit right, to break even after the acquisition cost two and four and a half months uh, would be killer. So, yeah. So, sitting there, the answer is yes, let's go. And we're moving forward with that acquisition. We're still in the middle of the micro acquire process of dealing with whatever. Yeah. Um, by the time this is live, that be- that brand better be in our hands. Yeah. There's issues. Yeah. But. This will come live in like three weeks, I think. So, um, the annoying thing is uh, this is completely case-by-case scenario, but dealing with a foreign uh, seller, it's very scarce information because we're on complete different time zones. Or time zones, communication, like there's just, you know, different things. So, but yeah, that is adventuredogs.me. That is the new brand that we're acquiring, how we came into the ideation of wanting to get into this niche, the analysis of different companies to purchase, why we decide on this one. And then I'm sure we'll be doing a ton of content related to this brand in this podcast as we go along with paid acquisition, just things we find along the way. It'll be very interesting because, you know, we've been not warned, but told like, I don't know if you guys want to have this because it's a big um, SEO kind of like mess with the foreign brand, but because of how much we're going to be looking to do paid acquisition rather than SEO organic conversion, we decided to go forward with it. But regardless, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what how that organic stands. Yeah. And, and even if we're still able to sell yeah. in, um, in, in Europe, EU, is that, yeah. is Austria in the EU? 
I think Austria is in the EU. UK? It's definitely not in the UK. <laughs> but yeah, guys. So TLDR, which means too long, don't read. I, I just we should figured change that out, this. actually. TLDL. Too, too long, don't listen. Too long, didn't listen. Too long, didn't listen. Yeah. We should change that even more. Anyways. <laughs> Too long, don't listen. Acquire an online business on marketplaces like Flippa and MicroAcquire can be an amazing leg up to scaling a project. Um, It can move you past step one. It can give you a valid product, valid data, and you can start from there. Don't forget to do your due diligence. Make sure what you're acquiring is what you think you're acquiring. Run the numbers. Smell bullshit. (laughs) All that glitters is not gold. And you're welcome. Even if I... If you miss out on a great opportunity because you were skeptical, I think it's better than being screwed out of a bad opportunity. Send us your opportunity. Let yeah. us do the due diligence. Maybe we'll No, I don't want to do Actually, sure. Like, I'd love to tell you that's a stupid idea. Yeah. Don't do it. Oh, I would love to. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with something. Another episode of something dope. There's Sick. something. I think Fire. our spoiled milk episode still needs to come out. Oh, and this yeah. is an amazing time where oh. by the time this comes out, I'm sure Bitcoin will be at $80,000. But oh, right now it's not. So uh, crypto newsletters are sweating. Uh, crypto advertisers are going bankrupt for faulty business practices. <laughs> crypto exchanges <laughs> are dying. Everything <laughs> is dying in crypto. Coins are Anyways, dying. Anyways, we're uh, going to break down a Uh, actually a really good crypto newsletter called The Milk Road. And we're just going to kind of model it out based on no real data. And we'll see if we hit it. We're going to send it to the guys who run the newsletter after, see how close we actually are. So, All right, guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week.